last night. But we're going to turn to football here. Lots to talk about with the coach, Herm Edwards. Of course, you see him covering the NFL for ESPN. Uh, Herm, good to have you as always. So many things I want to get with you about. But I want to talk about, put your coach hat on and being part of an organization again. What happens with a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in terms of whether they stay or whether they go? Are there, do they have talks with the, with the coach and the GM? Does their agent do the talking? How does that work? Well, obviously, you as the head coach, you're going to talk with the player. And, and it, goes through, it goes through different phases of it. Um, obviously, they're going to have to talk to, 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 to the GM. Um, sometimes ownership even gets involved in it. But I think the first conversation is with um, the player and the head coach. Because the thing you want to know as a head coach is like there's going to be a lot of stuff said um, and whether it gets misinterpreted, you know, it's like the, it's like the Guppy story. You know, <laughs> it started in Miami and the time it got to California, it was a great white whale because everybody adds a little something to it, right? So right. you just want to make sure you see the guy face-to-face and say, look, we've been together for a long time. You can trust me. And I always take my coaching hat off. I always, when I talk to players, I say, coaching hat's off, man. I'm, I'm a player now, just like you. So you just give me the scoop. Just tell me so I know. So I know. I don't want to be caught off guard. And anything else that happens, and it, all the other stuff, I don't have to worry about. I want to hear it from your lips to my ears, and then we're good. And that, that's how I've always dealt with stuff like that. And then, then, then from there, you know, the money and all that other stuff, that's out of your hands as a coach. They might ask you, Coach, do you want him? Yes. Or, or I'm okay if he goes. They might ask me that, but I'm going to talk to the player first. Okay. Um, Byron Leftwich uh, apparently mm-hmm. is let go uh, with Tampa as the offensive coordinator. Maybe some other changes there. How difficult is that, Herm, as a head coach when you have to make moves like that? Very difficult because it's more than just the head. It's just more than the coach. It's his family as well. And um, I think when you get in this profession, um, you realize that it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that there's, there's, great, there's great highs when, when things are going well, but you have to know when things are going not well, um, you know, all of a sudden that comes to your doorstep, whether it's the head coach, whether it's an assistant coach, and it's never personal. It's really not. And I think coaches that get involved in this have to understand that. It's just sometimes you got to make a move just to, you know, change things around. Now, and I get that, you know, okay, they're going to let Byron go, but this thing went wrong in a lot of ways. Uh, when you think about Tampa, they have Captain America, and basically, you know, they wanted him to try to win every game. And that was evident last, last game they played, which they didn't win. You can't ask him to go back 66 times and throw a football. That's not fair. You can't do it, and you can't protect him. They were 32nd running the football. This was all about Captain America, and, and you can't put him in. He's 45 years old. You can't allow you, – you can't put that on his plate. Without him, this team uh, probably wouldn't have got eight wins, maybe six wins, right, or five wins. So I, I just think that there's a lot of things that they're going to have to try to fix there. 
Um, and I think it starts with the quarterback. They better know what he's doing because it doesn't matter what everything else, how everything else shakes out. Who's the quarterback? And if he's not, you better figure out who is going forward. Herm Edwards, our guest here on Sports Scene from ESPN, talking NFL. Let's get to the games this weekend, mm-hmm. Herm. Uh, they all look like you know really, really good matchups. Any one in particular intrigue you? Do you smell upset in the in any of these? Well, I think anytime you play within the division. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles have had a rest. Um, quarterback might not be 100%. All of a sudden, the Giants have presented a problem in the fact that they're in your they're in your division. You played them twice. You beat them twice. But now their quarterback is a little bit different. He's gotten better. This football team's gotten better. His ability to run now all of a sudden becomes a problem. It becomes a problem because this is the – uh, the play that uh, you can't practice against. It, it just comes unannounced. With that being said, is Philadelphia's quarterback 100%? I don't know if he is because their rushing attack is built around his ability to run. I mean, when you think about the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they run for almost 150 yards a game, and he's a big part of it. And if he is not 100%, uh, you got to be careful with him, right? Because, you know, Look, this guy's a heck of a runner. He had 165 carries for almost 800 yards and 13 touchdowns. That's just running the ball. No less passing the ball. So he is their offense. He makes it go. He makes it work. That'll be interesting to see how this thing balls, you know, turns out with both quarterbacks. One being hurt, another guy all of a sudden being hot. Giants have nothing to lose. They'll say they're playing on house money. And the fact that no one anticipated them to be in the playoffs, and they're playing in the division opponent. I want to focus on the two New York teams for a second here, Coach, mm-hmm. because you mentioned it. I mean, Jones was considered by some, if not a bust, then, yeah. you know, just okay given his draft status. And you get a new coaching staff in there, and he's been very, very good, especially lately. And then you go with the Jets, you get a guy who maybe lost the locker room a couple of times. How much difference does a new coach or an offensive coordinator make in terms of turning something like that around? Well, especially at the quarterback position. It's, is it, you know, and I've always said this, it's funny when, when owners hire a, a head coach, you know, he comes from a, he comes from this place where they got this nice system and he loves the system. You hear him talking about that. Well, I tell him all the time, I said, you know, the coach is coming. None of those players are coming with him. He has a system, but those players aren't coming with him. He's, the coach is coming. Right. And then when the coach gets there, he's got to realize, you know, um, I'm going to have to tweak my system because I don't have all these players. And when you have a quarterback, especially, it's critical because it has a lot to do with him having success and maybe not having so much success, Right. And your ability to have a flexible system is very important. And you see some of these guys where they come from and other players get coached and they go somewhere else and they fail. And you see other guys walk in and go, okay, they adjust the system. And quarterback becomes a pretty good player. Interesting. Yeah. Last question. You've dealt with general managers as a head coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Very proud here of Rick Carthon, you know, being a Gator uh, who gets yep. the, the Titans GM job. How, we all hear about coaches that get fired, but 
you know, GMs do too, but how yeah. important is the GM and the success of the franchise and the relationship GM to head coach? Critical. Critical. Because you want a situation, you know, some coaches say they want all the control. I, I, I was never that guy. I didn't want all the control. I, I grew up, in the, I grew up in, the, in the league where GMs and, and I watched head coaches, you know, have this balance. Started with Carl Peterson and Dick Vermeil for me in Philadelphia, and then I watched it in, in, in Tampa uh, with Tony Rich McKay. I, I, I watched it obviously in Kansas City uh, with Whitey Duvall, who taught me how to scout, along with Marty. So when I became a head coach, I said, "Look, I, I got to get a good GM and a guy that understands the type of players I want. Understands I'm not going to get all the time the, the guys I want, but something similar close to that." And when you have that relationship, there's a, there's a sense of I'm good. Because you can't do it all. You just, as a head, you cannot. It's hard enough dealing with the players and the coaches. So you, you want a guy that understands this is my philosophy, and he says these are the kind of players I want. You, I need your help to go get these guys. John Lynch is a prime example, right, to San Francisco. Yeah. Prime example. I can remember when John was first offered that job, we had a conversation, and I said, John, I said, you're ready. Don't worry about it. You've been on television. You know football. You watched us build the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You were a part of that. And I said, you know how to build a football team. And he's a good friend as well, and he's done a magnificent job. With yeah, he is. Yeah. Herm, I always appreciate you, and I always appreciate you taking time to talk to us here. Thank you very much.